Hey, what's up, guys? This is Grant Schwartz with the Conscious Athletics Podcast here for another episode. If you guys are looking for more information on what we're doing here, please take a second to visit us at ConsciousAthletics.net and or Conscious Athletics on Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Be Cool, Be Smart, Be Alive, teaching our youth their rights and how to de-escalate. For more information, please visit BeCooler.org. guys doing this is grant schwartz and this is the inaugural episode of conscious athletics and we're calling it the thin yellow rope and i'll tell you a little story as to why we're calling that but firstly we're back it's been six years since i first tried to do this um a lot of life in between then and now but just happy to be back here um trying to extend this conversation it's always something that has been near and dear to my heart and something that i i knew and and would knew and hoped that i would get back to and it appears the time is now, so I'm back to speak to the peoples. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, <clears throat> for those 400 plus people that follow me on Instagram who already know the story, I'll uh, bear with me <laughs> as I tell the newbies as to what we're trying to do here. But really what the Conscious, Athletic Pla- Conscious Athletics platform is, is really based around just trying to help athletes, current and former, transition to life after sports. Um you know, it's something that you can think about, you can plan for, you can do everything necessary to put yourself in the best possible position, but <clears throat> there's really no doing it until you're actually doing it, right? Um, and it's a pretty difficult transition, and it really has to do with the fact that, I mean, you're literally re-identifying yourself, right? The longer you've you've been an athlete, the, the further you've gone down that rabbit hole, the more that identity consumes you. Um, which obviously, uh, you know, hampers you for life after sports. And this doesn't pertain to everybody. Obviously, there's some people out there that are just peachy keen. But, you know, I know for myself and I know for a lot of my former teammates and, and, and uh, compatriots um, in the athletic world who I've had these conversations with, these are struggles that happen on a day-to-day basis for all of us, um, not just when we're leaving sports, but, you know, well after that time happens. And that's, you know, re-identifying ourselves. Um, and it's interesting because as athletes, you know, we're hyper-disciplined, we're super mentally and physically tough, we're uh, punctual, you know, we're consistent. We do all these things, um, you know, almost a second nature that, you know, would lend itself to being successful in whatever it is that we do. Um, but the truth is about being an athlete and something that we don't really realize or something that's not talked about as often is, you know, the, the architecture in which you're operating under, right? So, yeah, you're doing all these great attributes that I just mentioned, but or you're encompassing all these attributes that I just mentioned, but you're doing it under the guise of knowing exactly where you're going to need to be at all times for the next two days, for the next week, for the next month, for the next year, um, and you know, so on and so forth. You can extrapolate it out as far as you want, but all that stuff is defined for you. Um, and the truth is, is when you go under that thin yellow rope, uh, they cut the umbilical cord quick and all those resources, everything that you had before to help you get through your day to day processes is gone. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes pretty disorienting and I, and I called this episode the thin yellow rope because for me, um, you know, when my time ended at Ohio state, I, you know, I'd injured myself, I'd torn my hamstring in the sugar bowl. Um, you know, it was a lot of emotions going on at that point as I, as I could read the writing on the wall that this would be potentially the last time I was ever able to suit up on a competitive field like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I decided at that juncture to go home and train with my high school, um, 
uh, trainer, just get back to my roots. And I felt like I just needed some space away from the university. Um, and so as we were leaving the game, I was walking out with my teammates. We walk outside with all the fans and whatnot going towards the bus. And I wasn't going on the bus because I wasn't going to Columbus. So I was heading back to California and, and literally we get to the entrance and dapped a few of my guys up and, and then dipped under that thin yellow rope and that was it. <laughs> and, and life was real from that point on for me. I, you know, I, I definitely had my opportunities to continue to play and they didn't end up working out, but um, it was that moment that stuck with me. Um, it was very visceral and I remember it vividly to this day. And that's really all it is, right? It's the, that's the separation between us and the next stage in life. Um, and uh yeah it's a real one um you know i mentioned i struggled with it um still struggle with it uh and uh you know i i, I had thought that you know moving on to that next stage um what for me was getting into sales which cliche i know athlete and sales yada 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 but it, it's true i you know i i had the the fortunate uh timing and you know ability to see a lot of success early in my sales career and i'm not saying i was making anywhere near athlete money but i was making good money for being in your mid-20s i was winning awards i was winning trips i was getting rolexes i was doing the whole nine everything that i thought would make me happy um growing up and coming up um and to be honest with you it was pretty scary because uh you know i that level of discomfort wasn't going away with these things um and um to, to have that realization was, was, was a scary one. And so I started doing a lot of self-reflection. This actually happened to be coincidentally during the time when podcasting was really taken off, like the days of, you know, young, early Joe Rogan and, um, you know, guys like Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss was one of my favorite, uh, podcasters still is, but he had a guy on the, on the, uh, episode, I believe it was like called the investment angel or something along those lines. But either way, the guy's name is Naval Ravikant. Um, if you don't know who Naval Ravikant is, I would recommend taking the time to go look him up. Um, dude is a great mindset person for a variety of different asset, uh, aspects of life. Um, but you know, he, he planted some seeds in my head that, that evening, I'm sitting in Yakima, Washington, uh, doing my outside sales thing. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and those things were really just around, you know, meditation, uh, journaling, self-education, obviously staying up with your fitness and things of that nature. But it kind of dawned on me. I was like, man, if I if I could apply the same level of discipline and, and consistency that I did to, to being an athlete, to working on myself, like, what could I realize? What could I recognize? What could I bring to not only myself, but what could I bring to my family and my friends and, and you know, lift everyone up around me as well? And, uh, you know, the time was right for me. And so I went full force into that. And um, it was it, it was awesome. It, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things and helped me gain perspective on myself and the way that I handled and, and reacted in certain situations. And I'm definitely nowhere near perfect, as my, my wife will attest. But, um, you know, I've made huge strides in those in those areas. And it's and it's because of those things. But during that process, I, you know, I thought to myself, wow, man, if I would have had these tools, you know, towards the end of my career or, or even, you know, just after getting out, like what could that have done for me or who could I have been in those moments? Um, and so that's where this was born from was just realizing that these, these same techniques, um, and the same things that made us great as athletes can make us great as people. And, you know, I'm not seeking to be some guru or some authority far from it. I just, I just want to be a voice. I just want to give platform to, to people like us and, you know, spread the good word of, of some of the things that have worked for others and some of the things that haven't worked for others so that we know that we can avoid those. I um, haven't worked for myself as well. Right. 
Um, and so that's what this is going to be. I'm going to bring on a variety of people from a variety of different backgrounds, from a variety of different levels of successes, whether it be 10 plus year professional careers or whether it be, um, you know, capping out at Division three, you know, Kansas Wesleyan, whatever it may be. I think it's important that that all levels of these voices are heard because the struggle is real for for every one of us. Um, and it's kind of the it's kind of the uh, oxymoron of being an athlete. My dad always said this to me when I was playing, um, but he always said that athletes need to have a rational belief in themselves because what we're attempting to do is is crazy and it's true. And when you think about and look at the statistics of of success and, and and what that means, like I mean, you're 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 trying to find a needle in a haystack, so you have to have that irrational belief, and and that is I I wholeheartedly believe in that. Um, but in that same sense, when you're when you're thinking that way, it's very difficult to plan and, and put yourself in, in the right spot for what's coming after. Right. Because you're so focused on making this one moment happen. You know, if I just if I just get in this game and I make a catch and I make a move and I'm in the end zone, or if I if I just get to that forehand and I rip it down the base, I rip it down the line and, and, and you know, guy doesn't touch it, blows his socks off. I'll, I'll, you know, that that scout will see me or whatever it is. You know, I'm just making up scenarios, um, you know, that that hinders you. Right. So. I'm kind of blabbing now, but that's that. That's what we're trying to do here. Um, you know, stay tuned. I, I got a bunch of these lined up for us, so I'm gonna be releasing them weekly for the next 15 weeks. Hopefully, you know, this message lands and some people really get you know the best out of this. Um, but again, I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you hanging on. I'm looking forward to going on this journey with you. Thanks again for sticking around for another episode. If you guys are looking for more information, please visit us at our website at consciousathletics.net and or Instagram at consciousathletics. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Be Cool, Be Smart, Be Alive, teaching our youth their rights and how to de-escalate. For more information, please visit becooler.org.